We are two mothers who loves exploring the depth of life in all its shapes. Here we want to create a space to look at the transition into motherhood, what it might look like in different traditions and cultures, conscious parenting, the sacredness of birth, and the postpartum universe. By sharing stories, inviting guests, and together reconnect to the wisdom of our womb and Mother Earth through different practices. Welcome everybody to the Depths of Motherhood podcast. I'm your co-host, Danielle. So we have no guest for you. It will be just me and Angelica talking about the third trimester And we absolutely love it when it comes to these times because in the beginning it was just me and Angelica and then we started to welcome all these wonderful guests onto the show, which we are so grateful for. And then when it comes to just that sacred time with me and her, we just feel like we have this reunion. So it's very, very special. So this week, as I mentioned, we are going into the third trimester, which means we're moving into another season as well in our podcast. And... We're going to be talking about how the third trimester brings another shift in pregnancy. And you can Google what to expect in the third trimester and you will find an array of delightful effects it has on your body and mind and spirit and everything. But your experience is unique to you and your baby and your family. So don't worry if you don't resonate with what you're finding and what you're reading. In this episode, we are going to be sharing our experiences and just how we felt in our third trimester and any tips and tricks that we came across that helped us to find peace at this time. And we touch on some of the changes and experiences that really stood out for us. So from the physical changes to cervical mucus irritating the penis of our beloved whilst making love. (laughs) We also talk about the zoning out as we drop deeper in these times to go into the depths of ourselves as we prepare for birth and obviously so much more we explore in this episode so we'd love to know how your third trimester was for you if it was different through different pregnancies that you had and what what insights you had what things you would like to share so please reach out to us and let us know as i'm recording this introduction there have been a few changes So the recording that you're going to hear next was created about four weeks ago. But right now, Angelica and I are both in transition because Angelica is on her way to Sweden from Peru and she's going to go and see her family there and also support two mothers to give birth. And I'm sending her so much love. She's going to be incredible and she is going to hold that sacred space so perfectly. Love you, Angelica. And for me, I've just had a move from Lake Arenal to Monte Verde, which is still in Costa Rica, around 90 minutes away. And it's completely different from where I was before. The climate is so diverse. We are up on a mountain and we can walk everywhere. So the last place where we were, I had to take a bus. The roads were pretty dangerous, but here I feel so free. I can walk in the forest. I can go down to the river, the waterfalls, go and enjoy a nice coffee. Yeah, I'm really, really happy to be here. And this is our third day. And also, this is the first time that Elon has taken Araya on an adventure 
in the front carrier alone. So <laughs> I'm kind of enjoying doing this recording and on the other side I'm expecting them to return anytime soon with Araya wanting to be with me but I might be really surprised with this. So we will see, I'll keep you updated with how it's going. And I just want to take the time to say a massive thank you to you all for tuning in, for sharing this podcast. We never really knew how this was going to unfold but we have met some incredible people along this journey and it's thanks to you for showing up for listening for sharing your story so a massive massive thank you and I just want to remind you before we get into this show we have our online community which you can be anonymous on there so you can go on share your story ask for some advice or just be there to hold space for other people as they're sharing And also we have a special feature at the end of the show called Mother's Circle where a mother shares her story so you can connect to this mother who has courageously shared their beautiful, unique story. Also, if you are loving this show and you want to nourish us, we would deeply appreciate you checking out our Patreon, which is kind of like a memberships area where... For as little as $2 a month, you can be supporting us. And we also just pour in free gifts into that space from our guests and also from us. So go check it out. You, As soon as you sign up, you will be getting freebies and also massive amounts of love from us. But also don't think that we just want your money. This is basically just to buy us a cup of tea. We are just so happy for you to be with us on this journey and connect. That is truly enough for us. And also big shout out to our sponsor, Evolving Humans, who offers an incredible energy healing practice and they are gifting us a discount. So for all the listeners, you will get a discount for their course. Just check out in the notes and get all the information there. All right, beautiful humans, let us get on with the show. As you can tell my voice, I'm pretty excited because, oh my God, I have this whole house to myself doing this recording. Usually I am in my bedroom whispering because Araya's asleep. (laughs) So if you notice my voice change over the times, that's usually why I'm not really trying to create this radio voice. This is me. All right. Okay, let's take a deep breath and find some length in our spine. And take a big breath into the front of the chest. And as you exhale, relax the shoulders down. And now just start to sway the chest forward and then close it so you open the back of the body so you open the chest draw the shoulder blades together as you exhale you can even drop your chin into the chest and feel that release in between the shoulder blades let's take three breaths like that notice how this moves through the spine allows you to take some deep breaths in and just know that you are so loved, you are doing incredible work, healing and nourishing yourself and absorbing beautiful, rich information. Sending you so much love and I hope that you enjoy the show. Bye. Welcome everybody to the Depths of Motherhood podcast. This week it's just Angelica and I and we are going to be exploring the third trimester and also just having a really awesome catch-up so 
Angelica, are you there, my love? Yay, I am here. And thank you so much for being here with me today as well. I've been looking forward to this, this meeting. Yeah, we, ne we nearly never made it. Angelica's just had a phone issue. You can share. I think everyone will well, resonate. Well, it fell off. Um, yeah, it was on the window like counter and it fell off uh, as I received a message from someone and it vibrated and just like completely died. And then, you know, my first reaction is like, who sent me that message? Was it <laughs> like, me? Not, I have no idea. I was like, it's not even. Um, no, there's no, it's no one's fault. It's my own fault. <laughs> <laughs> But I was so frustrated. Um, yeah, so no phone, um, not so handy, I would say. Um, and then I also have a really old computer. So it takes, yeah, I just shared with you that it takes more than an hour to just put it on. And um, yeah, we made so it. That's my situation awesome right now, but I'm here. I'm here yes. and I am ready to talk about the juicy stuff. <laughs> you know it's been a while since it's just been me and you what's been happening in your world wow a lot a lot and and nothing at the same time i feel like well i've been uh, the the first thing that that is popping up in my mind is the the, the program that i have launched um that I had that I'm offering to anyone pregnant women birth workers whoever feels called to just yeah learn a little bit more about the postpartum universe and it's going on the 16th of April so nice. that's exciting it that is exciting to do that um, and so just a little bit about that that's that's going to be live right it's going to be live yeah so it's going to be live. Uh, it's going to be a five-week course. So maybe one and a half hour. Uh, we're going to meet, meet, meet each week. <laughs> um, yeah, to just go through the the, the different pillars of uh, the postpartum because I realized supporting, yeah, supporting um, pregnant women and talking to pregnant women or after after they had given birth that yeah, there is so much. So much, so much information out there for, um, yeah, birth prep and uh, and you know preconception and all these things, but not really what happens after. Mm. And here is where it's probably one of the. I mean, now you are on the other side. You have transitioned into motherhood. You have gone through this huge rite of passage and. I mean, it's just a full spectrum of emotions uh, that we go through. Even if it's our second and third child, this is a this is a period for complete rest and support from your community or your you know friends and family. And there's so many little things um, that we have lost in the you know this daily society. And there, I mean, there's such a blessing because I live in a place now where it's still very much alive that it's so important that the woman rests and that she's um, getting the support that she needs. And I remember uh, standing in, in the garden, like preparing the soil and this little mamita, like Peruvian mamita passed and she was like, how old is your baby? And I'm like, three months. She's like, go, go to bed and rest. And I'm like, 
don't tell me what to do, <laughs> you know. And I was like, I'm just just preparing the garden. And she's like, you need to rest. Like you are going to destroy your body. And I'm like, what is she talking about? What um, an angel. So, <laughs> really, really. And I did, I Andrew, you know, I I had I had this information before my own postpartum, but I don't think I realized really the importance of uh, of the rest and nutrition and, and everything that comes with the, this time and you know baby bonding and little things that we can do for our babies and mm. um, so I just want to offer that to women as a support to prepare a little bit for that and just to have you know some idea of how we can um, give ourselves the best really to give ourselves the best and to ask for help. And, and this is not only for, this is something that I realized the more I'm digging into it. This is not only for, oh yes, for the postpartum. This is for the rest of your life as a woman, as mm. you know, for your physical health, literally. So if we are just on the treadmill the week after, well, it might not show right now that you know that that it will take a toll on your body but when you are going through your chrome period or you're coming up in your mm. uh, yeah, older years um yeah you you might actually have a lot of more issues with your body than you would have if you had given your time to rest yeah oh, so many amazing points there and right in the middle i'm just going to drop back you you're just like going talking about how important it is and it reminded me of something that um you know Kimberly Johnson who wrote the fourth trimester the book yeah she she yeah. said something recently like it's not the experience that causes the trauma it's the lack of community and um time to to heal and nourish yourself after the event and that yes. is like I love that because it also means it's okay like things are going to happen in our life things might not go how you expected them in your your birth or you might not be treated the way that you wanted to be treated but on the other side having that support even if you don't have anyone around you physically you can actually connect to people online connect to this course like ideally you would want people around you but we're living in this time where some sometimes it's not possible to have that so like amazing work that you're doing Angelica and I'm so excited for it and I yeah I feel like all the the things that you cover I just so like it just gets my juices flowing if anyone wants to know what's inside you can inside the course go and check out Angelica's Instagram and you'll see there on one of her posts all the information I'll, I'll also put a link in the show notes as well so that people can access it easily by this time though probably they're going to get the recording right yeah so if you're not able to go on for any reason I mean I know people are working and they're busy with other things in life um <laughs> but it is set on every Saturday uh, but still people might be working but um every saturday um but anyway if you cannot make it i will record it and you're going to be able to purchase it later on and then you will get all the information sent to you and i will have a little extra gift in the end of the, of the program um yeah it's just it's just you know this is the reason why we're here and doing this podcast as well like we want to support women um exactly in 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 many ways so yeah you're you're gonna be able to get it after as well thank you thank you so much and also I wanted to ask about your uh you're preparing for your trip 
to Sweden. Yes, so I am going to see my friends and family. I am feeling so excited. I am. And yeah, talking about postpartum, you know, I moved here. I moved away from everything that I knew, basically, to a new place, to a new country. Um, so it's like I am taking back a little bit of what I lost when I did that going home and being nurtured you know my mom is like oh I'm gonna prepare like the best um, bath for you and I'll, I'll, I'll take a Luna and I'm like yes you know so, so, beautiful. so um and just like I know people are gonna be so excited to see both of us or I know they are and mm. to play with my daughter a lot I, I mean I think I'm gonna get a lot of rest that I you know need <laughs> Oh and gosh, just yeah. like love and and that there's also this huge huge community with birth workers and just like wild women uh in in the community where i'm from and so i'm just excited to go back and you know get some new new inspiration you think you'll sure. go back to peru or do you see yourself maybe wanting to move there well we are moving from here we we both have agreed on that me and my partner so mm-hmm we just don't know exactly when and where i think by the end of the year for sure so i might come back here um and then from here we'll take it you know take the next step and 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 also the the vision is for our families to come together at Mm -hmm. one point so that we meet somewhere that we find this this place where we can create um the community that that we or you know just call in the, the people who want to live the way we want to live yeah You've got a lot of uh, transitions coming up, like lots of new, you know, going home and then planning to move. I was also thinking like, it's so like we need to remember that we can actually have the postpartum stage at any time. You know, when it comes up and you remember, it, it's okay to feel that grief that you didn't have it, but also you can still reenact that postpartum stage and it would be so much appreciated by your body by yourself and yeah. oh yeah and I was just thinking going back to your course again I just um you know for women that have had have given birth in any way whether whether it's um you know a chosen birth release or a spontaneous one whatever it is there's still a time that you need to honor that postpartum stage it still has a massive effect on you oh definitely definitely um, this is also I've also been studying, um, yeah, talking about what have I been doing. <laughs> I've been also, I've also been studying with the the, the elders of, of the community that I live, live in, like the the Quechuan people, like the indigenous people of the Andes. And um, it's interesting because they barely speak Spanish. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> translating from, you know, their native language to Spanish and then you know me translating to the to the people who speak English and then you know my Spanish I understand more than I can speak but it's also yeah sometimes there's some words missing but so it's been interesting but it's been so beautiful so I've been uh, learning um yeah also this called like hosting of the bowl ceremony oh Um, my gosh amazing and it comes from it comes from many places in the world and and it's it's really you know a beautiful ceremony that you hold for the woman after she has given birth and to yeah for her to come back to her body physically to her body so you kind of like (laughs) wrap her in like a mummy to get her pelvic back and to you know so all these areas of you know head and 
Um, so calling back her spirit and then, yeah, it's really, really interesting. I also learned that I don't really want to do it the way I've been taught here, mm. that I'm feeling more called to the Mexican way, but this is something that I want to offer to women. So I'm so excited going back because I'm also going to be at Two Birds oh, <laughs> in June. Yeah, yeah um, and then I'll come back to Peru and been, and there's, a, yeah, the third bird in August here. And just to have that skill to just give just a nurture I just you know yeah that is we need it so badly like even now my daughter's one and a half and I'm like oh I just wish someone could come here like I'm wow I just almost, I'm like about to cry when I'm saying this like I just want a massage you know <laughs> I just want someone to say hey like do you just do you want to take a shower I can look at it, Luna for you know some time or it's still it's intense and um we need, we, I mean, I think it was Rochelle Garcia saying, or she had like this quote or something like this. She, I mean, the health of the whole world is based on how we treat the mothers, you know? Yeah. Because we are the, we are the people birthing, you know, humanity, mm -hmm. um, bringing, you know, life to this earth. And, and it's it a huge journey. Really? it's a huge journey and then if we don't care for the mothers then the mothers cannot care for their babies and then we have broken adults that we need yes. to fix and all through history as well you see the communities mm -hmm. like with the mom and the mother in the middle they're the ones mm. that thrive so not the ones that are like ruled by women but the ones where the mother and the child is in the center and then the rest of the community um, revolves and evolves around them and yeah, I feel the stuff coming through now with the women that are, you know, being the voice for this positive movement of birth and motherhood. Mm. I, I just feel like, you know, getting on that train now, supporting that. I'm just so excited for it. And I'm learning so much every day. Um, yeah. And like, you know, with this, the work I'm doing with my past right now, my ancestral stuff, it's like mm. it all links together because. I was just talking to one of my friends today who was talking about a massage, funnily enough, how much she wanted one. And um, we started getting into like, just being able to take a step back and see where we've come from and also see what we're gonna influence. Like there's been shit passed on till this point that no one wanted to look at. But actually now we get, a, we get this choice to take a look at it and, and like reabsorb it and transform it into something new so that future generations can can we benefit from the work we do they won't even know we've done the work in hundreds of years but you know like this feeling of me waking up and giving thanks to my ancestors is like I know they've done some work although they've left a lot of um you know like hidden skeletons like in the closet or whatever I know that mm. but also they've done the work that's why like I'm here I survived this this bloodline survived to this point so I just see everything coming together now with the stuff you're saying like with what I'm reading and with what I'm studying it's just like yeah it makes perfect sense well shall mm -hmm. we get into the third trimester yes <laughs> I can't believe it we're going into the third season it's amazing and we we said uh, quite recently like we have all we're almost in like on or like we wow I, I lost a sentence there um we're almost we have almost done this for six months and it's, it's crazy like it's just like yeah the time just flies away and showing up but every week yeah 
into third trimester uh, question. How was how was your third trimester? How did you feel during your Um, Do you remember? Can you recall? <laughs> you know, I've been trying to go back to think about what it was mm-hmm. like. And so like, okay, I'm like, all right, from week 27 till I gave birth, I'm in the third trimester. What do I remember? I remember there being a mass, like a significant change in the way I was feeling pregnant from the first month in the third trimester to the last two months to last six weeks. And mm-hmm. I was still buzzing, you know, in the first first month or so in the third trimester I had so much energy I was just like so creative felt amazing and then towards the the second part of the third trimester I did start to notice my body becoming uncomfortable in the night which meant I wasn't sleeping so well you know like super thirsty during the night needing to pee and so that broken sleep I think affected my my mood as such in some ways I don't remember being um I don't remember it being negative, but I just remember there was a significant difference. And um, yeah, but I was still very mobile and everything. And there was a few things actually that I like wrote down that I thought maybe we could just explore because this time is so different for everyone as we keep saying. But the thing, one of the things that I had, which I've mentioned before was the, um, the tightness, the round ligament pain, discomfort, you know, the, the sharpness in the, the hips and also in the lower back. I was wondering if you got that. Did you experience it? I, mm-hmm. uh, well, I had, how would you say, like on the sides, like my hips, like mm-hmm. my butt, on the side of my butt and hips was like, I can't even describe it, but it was pain, painful, really, really painful. And I think it was due to laying on my side a lot with a lot of weight. Mm. Did you know it's anything I had that a, a, like a few months after the like the, the birth as well so mm. um, so did I you... did go I did go to um, Susanna Rickman a woman that we're actually going to have on the program uh, but she is probably about to give birth at any uh, time now who's an osteopath and I went to her um and she did some like she did this treatment on me and after that I, it, it felt better but and then I also added some magnesium but it wasn't really enough hmm. That's that interesting. was the one I, I, I remember yeah I resonate with that like that the way that you described it because mine was when I was sat down for too long well mine was sitting down so when I was sit down and I stand up I felt it a lot more than if I was like walking around and then I looked into it and found this round ligament um, discomfort And it's like, if you've seen the picture of it, it's, there's a ligament coming from your pubic bone up to the uterus. And it's like, it's like a pillar, you know, of support to stop it collapsing. So if you're like stood up for too long, or if you're sat down for too long, that ligament gets, gets tight. And then mm. if you imagine it's just like what your hip flexor would do, it kind of puts, pulls your stomach towards your thighs, you know, like it's a closing. And then if you're trying to stand up, right, for long periods, you're going to get it in your lower back and then obviously everything's connected anyway but, mm. but what I found was like getting up from my computer moving around um, you know stretching doing lizard pose and just trying to keep mobile keep my body moving and dancing with the hips mm. really really helped me so that's like one of the biggest ones that I saw when I was asking around like what things can you remember from your third trimester not one of the biggest ones but it was one of the ones that came up But how, how did you feel? Can you remember 
the energy levels that you're I remember having. I remember how fast I grew the last last like one month like two yeah. one to two months like I wasn't that big and people were like oh you're pregnant you know and <laughs> It was kind of like, you know, this little bump. I'm, mostly I just looked like I had to wait too many pizzas <laughs> for a long time. But then the last two months, I just like, <laughs> because we didn't have a mirror in our house. And I remember that I, I was recording a movie or a recording movie. I was just recording from wow. my phone. Like my partner was like dancing salsa. And then we sent it to his mother who lives in Colombia. And then when I saw that and I was like, why didn't you tell me i look like a house like what when does this happen and then people started commenting that that's points where you know like oh you're having twins i'm like oh my god like you know it's like hey that that hurts like no it's only one in there. um yeah so but still i did we actually we had we went there was a festival uh maybe like just yeah, very close to where we live, um, called Peace and Love Festival. So we actually went there, and it was only four weeks left until my birth. And we, yeah, we were holding like <laughs> ceremonies, like a cow ceremonies, and uh, yeah, it was really beautiful. It was really beautiful to be there. But and I cycled there every day, so mm. yeah, my cycle definitely saved me because my feet got like so, you know like typically swollen and. Oh, yeah. I was just really tired and getting heavy. So the cycle was, oh, it was <laughs> like a dream. It was like a dream for me. Um, Did it affect but, you like when you were sleeping as well? Did the, yes. as you oh, grew so quickly in the last part, did it you know was, It was, I did not sleep well at all. Um, same thing as you said, like the peeing, constantly <laughs> peeing, the pain, you know, I was trying with the pillows and, you know, all these things. And Yeah, what worked for you? Um, did you did you do the pillow technique between the legs? Did you notice it yes, helped? Yes, it helped. It yeah, helped. me too. But also, like, you know, the, the but then after a while, you, get, you still get a little, like, tired on that side of the hip, so you have to turn around, and that's, like, you know, like a whale trying to move on a beach, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, it was, yeah, it was... It was tough because once again, like I, you know, I was so used to being active, but I just, um, but also in this time you're in this space of just, I could just sit and stare out the window and just, I don't know where I was really. <laughs> and my my sister says the same now. She's like, I just disappear. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what that's what happens. Yeah, you. But as I as I mentioned before, you're going towards the ukupacha, like the the subconscious mind like you're on your way to you know to bring this life into earth so you just kind of like gaze out and just daydream for for a very long time like I couldn't have long conversations with people without disappearing like you know, like looking oh at a bird goodness. or something instead yeah I remember uh, that so too that was, just just being like in, yeah. the, in the middle of a conversation and then being completely <laughs> in a different place like not even knowing where we're at I hope that you're enjoying this week's episode. I'd like to take a moment to share a little bit about this week's sponsor, Evolving Humans. Evolving Humans teaches the most effective energy healing technique, which we can use to restore balance throughout our whole body. Personally, I have found this practice to be extremely simple and deeply transformative. When I mastered this technique, I was able to regain power over my life. 
I finally stop running and distracting myself from my emotions. This technique teaches you to feel the energy in your body and be with it so it can be seen and loved and without any force or suppression. And from that space, it finds its own path which clears you of any unnecessary tension. Have you ever suffered with a chronic disease, injury, mental turbulence, heartache, depression, anxiety? I could go on and on. The question is, what do all of these expressions have in common? They create a sensation in your body which creates a discomfort or a pain. What do you usually do when you feel something like this? We are taught to do whatever it takes to remove the pain. Wouldn't you like to heal yourself without relying on an external source? Like I mentioned before, it's so simple. It takes no mental power to do this. You literally just have to feel. Evolving Humans are offering a 10% discount on their course, which will share everything you need to know. Visit evolvinghumans.com and use the code MOTHERHOOD22. And I'm going to put all the links in the show notes. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's really, it, it's, you know, it just makes me like, oh, it's so cute. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like seeing this pregnant woman, I just love it. And um, yeah, no, but it was, I mean, I'm just like, as we were talking about this, you know, the sleep and things, there was someone who said to me that, well, if you have, like, if your baby's really active during night, or like, just be mindful, when is your baby being active? Like, at mm-hmm. what time during night or day? And that is going to be the hours when they wake up, or like, <laughs> when they wake when they, when they come, when they come out as well. And I was like, oh, wow. And so Aluna would be, you know, like moving around a lot at night like maybe like around bedtime and then like early in the morning and that was kind of her clock even when she came out afterwards and and I you know yeah and then I you know I kept like thinking as well and it came up now also as you said you know about the peeing and I was like what if it it is this preparation also because you know when the baby comes up we are up at night a few times you know breastfeeding or changing diaper or you know doing all these little things up and awesome so i saw that as like okay this is like yeah i'm just going into because people's like rest rest as much as you can now before the baby i was like well my body is kind of just adapting to that the baby is here soon and i am just you know physically on the clock where i'm like waking up all the time i think that that is a you know it's true it's like preparation yeah Oh my God. did you uh, manage to make love whilst you were in the last part of your third trimester did you feel like it did you find any positions that helped like what's your experience with that um I wish I had more experience I would have loved <laughs> have more intercourse <laughs> intercourse that's like oh well that's something like an old teacher um, I, I would love um, to have sexual intercourse yeah <laughs> No, but really, I wanted to make love. I was, you know, I was, yeah, I had all these hormones and I was just like, hey, you know, like, why are we not doing it? And he was like, there's a baby inside of you. And I'm like, come ah. on. You know? So I was kind of begging for it and like crying, but not that my mm. partner did not 
like have that and I said like I've heard that there's so many men who is you know so attracted to their women when they're pregnant and and he felt really bad you know he was just like he felt pressured and then but we have Mm -hmm. beautiful conversations and then I realized like of course I mean everyone is different and as much as you know there will be times that I don't want I don't want to make love and then he's gonna have to you know just accept that of course (laughs) so it's 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 the exact way the other way around and sometimes we expect that men should have that lust more yeah, than us i know right and it's that totally projected onto them. right right and i definitely had, had to work with that and just like not project that okay hey this my my man is different like he just doesn't want to do it <laughs> yeah um, and good for him for knowing as well and not just doing it and it being like yeah. uncomfortable for him in some way i was right. so like i was so horny like yes the trimester yeah. was crazy <laughs> all that blood flow like literally I I think like I remember every night just feeling like yeah I could go right now but sometimes not wanting to make love maybe mm. I would just be on my own like I but mm. I did feel like I was very in that zone I felt very sexual and mm. actually when when me and Elam would make love we um you know I think it made a habit of him being you know kind of I don't want to say in control but guiding the positions as such like kind of supporting me and um to make it comfortable and I actually think we've carried that on till now you know like I do feel like on the other side I need to step more into like my sexual energy and kind of yeah like explore some new um positions because I feel like I'm still stuck in like that third trimester where I need to be in one position and just like (laughs) receive you know so that's where we're at right now but yeah, I, there's one thing that I wanted to say was that towards the end, um, I remember that I was like, Elon was having a reaction to my um, to my juice, like to my cervical juice. Like he was um, he was almost like irritated by it, and I didn't know. I was like, what is happening here? And then I looked more into it, and actually, people were talking about it in the Discord community as well. And it turns out the like acidity rises, you know, when you're pregnant, the the mucus, it it changes because you no longer need that sperm having a helping hand up towards to finding the egg anymore. So you're already pregnant. And I feel feel like maybe that's what, what he was having a reaction to, but we don't know for sure, but just if anyone's listening and they've noticed that, like I would, um, I'd be interested to know how you go about it. We actually started using like a, a carrier oil, like coconut oil, and that did seem to help actually. Wow, there you go. Yeah, interesting stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, that's why I love, you know, that's why I love having conversations with women because, you know, everyone is so different. All the experiences are so different and just sitting and sharing it and coming together, like it's just wonderful. So thank you for doing that. I'm sure Elon will be happy as well. <laughs> did you um did you notice any like heartburn or anything as a lunar no. got bigger? No, um, not much. Um, what did I? It, it was more the tiredness, you know, resting, yeah. resting, 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 peeing, and eating a lot mm-hmm. again. Yeah, so. Oh my uh, and just preparing like preparing for for the yeah for the birth and I also like this this one thing that I also wanted to 
I mean, I, I think like we're going to go into also aspirin, like this is more like the introduction of the, the third trimester and then we're probably going to invite more epic women and uh, birth workers to talk about, you know, toning and how we can prepare for for the birth with different tools. And um, so that is what I was doing. I was toning <laughs> and just trying to do these little things to, yeah, just to prepare myself. And then also the last um, like month, I would also like do some media detox, just not be on the phone or, you know, just too much. Um, you were watching what you were eating. Screen. Yeah, but that, I was doing that the whole pregnancy. I was eating a lot, though. <laughs> but I was very careful with what I what I ate. Yeah, but it was more. I was spending a lot of time in nature the last mm, uh, nice. one month, two months. Yeah, and and that, I'm so grateful for that. And I think I was really inspired by this. I had heard about or read. I think or no, it was my my partner knew a woman who lived in. I think she lived in Hawaii. And her last like week or so, um, she just went into this temple and then she stayed in that temple and then people just came to her to feed her and to, you know, um, yeah, just to give her and offer her every support and need that she that she wanted. And I was just like, that's what I'm doing. And then also oh, yeah. that she had spent a lot of time in nature and I'm like, that's what I'm doing, you know. Um, yeah. It's like open space yeah. in my heart just thinking about it. And another thing is also what I remember is not now we're not I'm going away a little bit from the physical thing that is happening to the body, but um, also other things like rituals. Uh, I remember you had, and I was so happy to be a part of it, uh, a mother's blessing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's and a great reminder, actually. <laughs> yes, I mean, I think... I this... wanted to talk about this on one of the episodes. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, this is one... Uh, yeah, I probably will need its own episode for sure. Yeah, because for anyone that doesn't know, a mother's blessing is... Well, let's basically... Let's talk about what maybe someone's heard, like a baby shower. What do they call them where you're from? Is it the same thing? Baby shower? And basically yeah. you get together and you guess the baby's like gender or you it's weight or something. It's very much like all these games and things like this, like a celebration. But a mother's blessing is more, um, it's more nourishing, isn't it? I feel like it's really connecting to the emotional side of it, of the mother and the mother's needs and really holding that space to, for, to tap into the spiritual aspects as well and create a strong bond and network with the, the people around you. And that can look any way that you want it to look, but it's more like an intentional gathering, a ceremony to um, help the mother and baby transition yeah. into this next stage. Yeah, really to take the time to honor the mother, the work that she's doing, you know, uh, focusing because a baby shower is more focused on the baby who's coming I mean you're giving the gifts and mm -hmm. um, yeah maybe yeah as you said like you would um, tell the gender of the baby but now the mother's blessing is more of honoring the work that she's doing maybe you know you have yeah you, you gather with this little <laughs> your little tribe and um, you know give them the, the mother you can give her 
massage or a feet massage you can you know um draw on the belly sing sing a song give a blessing like really focus on giving her strength for the upcoming birth yes. so abundance blessing also is is more like traditionally is giving within like pretty, yeah pretty much like the last one is a month left so that she feels nourished and encouraged and you know if you have like mother and grandmothers and you know other people around other people have given birth and to have like some storytelling to yeah in order for her to just feel yeah like wow this is amazing so did you notice the um did you notice a lightning which is like when the baby descends when a luna descended did you notice a drop in your your belly did you notice that i don't think i did you should look for your photos if you have any. I was yeah, you know, I you know, one picture came up in my head and it's this one photo, and then I could probably see like, okay, like she has dropped, like she's she, yeah, she's close. And I remember also the the date, like and also like the two months. Mm. Oh my god, now now I wanted to ask you a question. Like, did you feel stressed about? like the date that has had been given to you or were you aware of like it's mm. you know she's gonna come in her own timing or um I was very yeah. I was very um aware of this due date kind of being a bit bullshitty from mm. you know from listening to the people that I was listening to but at the same mm. time when it came closer to the date like I was sure she was gonna come early I was like she's gonna come early I just feel it and then when mm. it got to my due date, I was like, I did start to notice this anxiety because it's so deeply ingrained, you know, like I'd be, in my mind, I'd be like, well, what if she's one week late or two weeks late or three weeks late? Like, what if she's five weeks late? When do I get someone involved? So that yeah. was interesting for me. And I had to really just be like, okay, you know what you know already, drop back into your body. And again, going back to the practices of she will come when it's time for her to come and saying does your baby feel healthy does does she feel healthy yeah she feels healthy she's kicking around she's doing great am I okay yes I'm okay and then just letting them thoughts kind of dissolve themselves but it's definitely mm. still there even though I know the logic behind it and I know that due dates are basically to support the medical system mm. oh for sure I mean the wow the interventions that they do because there's a due date it's just well oh, yeah. not necessary but I was also I was um lucky to because I also asked about this because I I felt the same way as you did so I would call it more like a due month or <laughs> you know whenever a baby wants to come they're gonna come they're gonna come in their own timing and um but as you said uh but also I think there's a longing as well like you're just like yes. okay I'm kind of done being pregnant and I think <laughs> the same day Aluna actually decided to come I was like there is no baby in there <laughs> and you know just crying and like I'm intrigued nothing is happening you know yeah and, it's, and I think especially um, for your first as well you don't really know if it's real or not like obviously you're pregnant but you've never experienced a baby coming out of your body right. so <laughs> I, I'm always right. surprised that it happened you know yeah yeah, it's amazing. But what what I did, uh, what I, yeah. So what I did here is that um, that you could actually go to week forty three with no problem, no problem whatsoever. 
and when you're in like yeah when you have gone through the week 43 that you yeah maybe you want to go or maybe of course like you you might go just check the heartbeat check like the the baby's fine but without inducing and with and I was like wow that's I mean that's two more weeks or even maybe three more weeks than the medical system is advising to Wow, yeah. Um, and when where in the point, world you are, I don't know. When you're at that um, point, it's like feels like how how is a baby going to stay in there and keep growing? Like how big am I going to get? Like that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? Because in what, the last two weeks, she has grown so much. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you notice your um, mucus plug release? Yes. Yes. Wow. It, this that. is also something where if I would have gone to hospital, they would have done an intervention for sure. Because my mucus plug went went on the third of October, and she came the fifth. So, I it was in the middle of the night. We were asleep, and I was just like, oh, you know, <laughs> what happened? You know, I was like, she's coming. She's what did coming. You feel like? it was, well, it was like a little water, or not little, but you know, like it was water, but it wasn't like in the movies. So once again how much I have been and this is something that I can see now afterwards that how how impact that impact that I am by all these movies and births um but I was like oh, okay that felt like the water broke or like the mucus plug because the same day also I had I found some blood on my yeah on, on my dress mm. and I was like oh like what, what, like okay obviously this came from my vagina interesting you know and I was like I think it's all good and then that night, like the, the plug went and, but I kind of like didn't understand if it did or not because like, okay, but she's not coming. <laughs> and even though I had read about it, my Tula had uh, told me about how it could feel and how it could be. It's still, as you say, it's still the first time. So you can get quite confused. <laughs> like, I don't know, is this happening? Is this not happening? Um, well, so I was all excited that night. And it just felt like I peed myself, but like quickly, (laughs) in a way, (laughs) in a different way. Uh, But it didn't hurt. It didn't, you know, it didn't feel uncomfortable. Did you smell of anything? No, no. But like my first reaction, of course, I was just like, oh, shit, you know, something happened. Something happened. She's coming. And I went to the bathroom to check and, you know, there was nothing really there. Um... I was like, okay, well, you know, went back to bed and then they just like, just go back to sleep. Like, you need to rest. Like, she'll come. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know. Um, but that was that pretty much. And then, you know, when I went into labor, because when I went into labor, I went in from like, yeah, I, I mentioned this before, it was from one to a hundred. Um, and by that, I mean, I just, I was just in the labor with like really frequent um contractions like really really just like maybe a few like one minute apart and and I was like but I don't understand like no I'm not in I'm not not, it's not happening because my water hasn't broke yet (laughs) yeah so it was like these little things once again I had been informed I had informed myself but when it happened it was still as I said I was still having this yeah this program this old programs of yeah. just what it was supposed to look like so that I think that kind of disturbed um, the flow because mm. I could have gone in more to just like okay she is coming and 
Yeah, like and I was just kind of like, no, it's not happening. It's not happening. I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> um, yeah, I had the same thing. Mine, mine didn't. Um, so my mucus plug actually released maybe two mm. hours before she was born. So I was in transition, you know, like it was the intense mm. time for me. And I didn't, I never noticed my waters break. So I don't know when I think they broke just as she was coming through, you know, but I don't know for sure. Um, obviously they did, but um, I don't know when it was, but I do notice, remember my mucus plug because I was so happy because I was like, it has not released yet. I know for a fact. And then when it came, like, there's no doubt about it. It was just like so sticky. And I was like, oh, I was like that. pulling yeah, yeah. on it, like to come out. I could have yeah. just left it, but it's the same thing. Like I it was just as on our own and I was, had these thoughts mm. going through my head and also very intrigued with what's going on inside my body. So I was very like hands-on feeling around, like, and also trying to be relaxed at the same time. <laughs> mm. Right. But yeah. yeah, so it's like, yeah, and it's, it can be a little pinkish. A uh, little little blood with you know, so it can it can look also in so many different ways. I remember that, and that's why I was really confused if it was water, was it mucus, was it you yeah. know? And I actually, um, yeah, and as I said, like I had found like a little bit of like blood, but not you know like this clear red. It was just yeah, probably more like as you yeah, it's just so different. It wasn't the mucus kind of um, experience that you seem to have. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well oh my god it's just so fun um I'm just so excited for the next time around to just like okay I got this you know this time around <laughs> yeah I'm way more prepared with like all these different little little details I love your attitude around that though because there's a part of me when I hear this you know I hear myself talking about it and I'm thinking gosh you know like I I have not been around this my whole life like I've not been around childbirth or I've not been able to witness this and I feel that you know before things became me medicalized this would be all that we knew like the, the the girls would be there with them them with her or you would be supporting your neighbors and it would just be part of everyday life to be to understand and to be in that space when these things are happening so it's kind of crazy that the only time I've experienced it is with my first birth, you know? So for me, it's like, uh, like almost at a loss, but at the same time, when you said that, you know, the excitement of it, it it's like an, an amazing reminder. It's like, okay, that's, that's happened. But now there's like so much to, to look forward to as you start to build your, your wisdom. Every time you experience it, you're hearing new stories, you're seeing new things. And it just all goes into like your uh, toolbox. I think one of the biggest, Things you can take away from this is that it is different just us two we had such different experiences emotionally physically like sexually everything it's so it's so diverse and that's why it is beautiful to talk about it and that and also we will be so the next season is when we're going into still looking at different um, practices more information that can help you and others go through the final part of your pregnancy and mm. towards the other side towards welcoming your baby earth side and I'm really excited I just feel that we've really got to know some incredible people in this field and I'm learning so much new stuff all the time and it's just it's inspiring me to read you know it's inspiring me to go back to the books and study again mm. yes 
Yes, yes, yes. I was like screaming almost yesterday at my partner, not screaming at him, but I was, it's what it was with excitement. <laughs> and I was like, there's so many books to read. Like I can't handle myself right now. I just want them all. And he's like, slow down. <laughs> yes, right. Um, yeah and I'm just like yeah but you know like a dream about like a, in our dream house like there's gonna be like this little library and this little cozy corner where I could just you know dive deep into this stuff and, right but I'm such a funny you know the way I study is really funny like I have a hard time to finish one book I could just be like going through some things that at that in the moment that is interesting to me and then I'll put it aside and then I can read like half of another book. And yeah, I'm the same. Between books for a long time. And, but like I'm also like, okay, I've got a little bit of structure, like just from start to finish. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the most books you read about a similar subject, you kind of understand what they're saying. You get that bit of wisdom from it and you're like, you kind of guess the ending, but in that you can miss some real gems. Like I'm doing the same as you. I'm like, I am going to get to the end of this book and then I'll get on to the next one. Whether I'm reading five at a time, like I'm still going to get to the end of it. Like that's my, that's my mission right now. And I'm loving reading again. Like I'm able mm. to do it. It's been a while, but if, if you're listening to this and you're in your um, third trimester, Probably the last thing you want to be doing right now is reading shit ton of books. Oh, <laughs> right yeah. Now. Oh, yeah. Just like everything we've been saying before, Angelica put it so beautifully about her like staring off into the distance, preparing without even intentionally preparing to go mm -hmm. into to go into the underworld to start this transition. And and it happens naturally. And if you if you're feeling tired, if you're finding like emotional turbulence, mental turbulence maybe that's your remembrance to actually let go of all the the stuff the things that you don't need to do we've spent so long filling our life up with stuff we don't actually need to be doing but we think we should be busy now is the time to let that stuff go and just be here for you and your baby yes that's so beautifully said give ourselves the opportunity to to just be and I, I would suggest to any woman really like the studying and the preparing could be done in the second trimester when we have that little extra energy so that the third trimester just you know you have the things that you want to have prepared you have studied the things that you want to study so now you can just yeah stare stare at stare out the window and uh, and just be yeah so beautiful and actually after this episode so we haven't recorded it yet but the episode after this one while you're listening is going to be um with rachel reed who wrote the rite of um, passage into childbirth and i'm literally in love with that book i don't know if you've read it angelica it's so so powerful like the history in it is insane you know it takes you so simply through through everything that we've been through as as a as a woman as a mother the way that it's been distorted the way that it's been abused and neglected and yeah she she brings it up to modern day but with a really like beautiful touch on it optimistic touch on it it's one 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 so i think it's time to say goodbye it's time to say goodbye Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank, thank you. you, Danielle. Thank you to everyone who is listening. And um, yeah, until next time. <laughs> <laughs>
Till next time. Bye bye. 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 Welcome everybody to our special feature, Mother's Circle. Here we will hold space for mothers to share their story, to be seen and to be heard. Human beings are natural storytellers and it's our way to make sense of our world and to share that understanding with others and in turn help them to understand and connect emotionally to heal and to strengthen. Thank you so much for staying tuned to the very end. If you would like to share your story, please get in touch. We would love to hear it. Blessings. Today we will be holding space for Agle Jacobs' story. So Agle is a nutritionist and author. She helps women to remember their own power so that they can eat and live in a way that matches who they really are. She has a free guide, The Nourished Woman's Workbook, that I'm going to leave the link to. And you can also listen to her podcast, The Nourishing Podcast, and you can follow her on Instagram and Telegram. I'll leave all the information in the show notes. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Hi, um... Here I am. I have no idea what I'm going to say, but I decided that I'll come on prepare and just see what wants to emerge. So my name is Aglaé Jacob, and I am a woman, a mother of three now. Well, actually, I had my firstborn is a little boy, seven-year-old now, was born at home planned home birth with uh, midwives and went relatively well uh, overall although yeah there are some things that I didn't like that there were ways that you know the midwives can get scared and interfere and disconnect me from my body without even mentioning the cervical checks and things like that that I didn't want and feel obligated to have and uh, it felt really yucky yet I felt like I had no other choices and I think that that was probably the best I could get anyway fast forward uh, I with a long um, soul searching journey I separated from my son's dad and a couple of years later, I found my current partner and we've been living together and I'm now a bonus mother to his five-year-old daughter. And yeah, it's been quite beautiful to see our family being woven together in this new way, uh, both of them being um, unique child. Uh, that's not the word in English. Um, like yeah the, not having any siblings and within you know if we they've known each other for a year before we all moved in together and then now they call each other brother and sister and they've done that on their own that was not pushed or even suggested uh so i think that's quite adorable and and beautiful and about a year ago i i got pregnant <laughs> with my partner and 
it was something we had talked about and as co-parents having had a kid each from a previous relationship we each had some fears about having this you know being repeated and um, yeah for those who have been through this I know you know exactly what I'm talking about and the fear like is this gonna happen again and yeah but yet there was something that made me trust and know that this is you know I'm a much different person than I was and we really have built our relationship on trust a foundation of trust and communication where that yeah that I have never had with any other other humans before and I wasn't sure uh I wasn't like prepared we were not I had not planned this it just happened because our sweet little baby girl was just ready to come through <laughs> and at first I I thought I wanted I, I called the midwives because that's what I had done before and I thought that was the the way to go I had heard of free birth before but uh, I yeah I just felt like okay I need to have midwife and if I decide to have a free birth I can just not call her but right now I need to because where I live there's kind of a shortage in limited amount um, and increasing demand with the couple of last year of lockdown and all those sorts of things so I wanted to secure a midwife and but the more and more I thought of the idea until the point where I had my first appointment with her at 12 weeks I realized that actually I I didn't even want to have anyone outside of me being there to monitor or assess how me and baby are doing. I wanted to have this pregnancy journey be a total communion, total communion between me and my baby and, you know, the higher powers at play. So after I met the midwife for that one time at 12 weeks, we just discussed and you know we had so many values in common but at the same time I felt this like little contraction in my body especially when I asked her what her role is usually at the birth and how she is and she talked about Doppler monitoring and all of that and in my first pregnancy I had refused all ultrasounds uh, but I had to uh, submit to having a Doppler during the birth because that's what made the midwife more comfortable was not for me or for my baby it was for her really and when she mentioned that she had to do that I said no actually this is not necessary it's not necessary I don't want to go this path again and it just confirmed that I wanted a totally wild pregnancy and a free birth and it's incredible because all of my life since the age of 12 or so I had such mistrust of my own body. I started dissociating from my body and thinking that there was something wrong with my body. I didn't like the body that I was in. I thought if it looked different, if I lost weight, if I wore different clothes, then maybe, you know, I'd have a chance at being cool and meeting the right people and being happy, right? And from then, from the age of 12, I uh, followed a journey of almost two decades of eating disorder you know starting with some emotional eating and going all the way up to binge eating disorder and just having such uh, 
high levels of self-criticism and self-hatred within my own head about my body and who I was and using food to cope with life and using food to numb whatever I was feeling and using food to punish myself for not being whatever enough, you know, eating food uh, to the point of feeling sick. And, and, and then it made me feel, I prefer that because feeling sick physically felt better than, than the emotional pain I was in. And after my first pregnancy with my son, I started having glimpses of how amazing the women's body is, how so powerful and all-knowing, how every cells of our body just know exactly what to do to grow a baby and nourish a baby, to create life. Like it's in, embedded in our bones, in our womb, in our being it's part of our essence as women and i started slowly but surely practicing um reconnecting with my body's inner wisdom and inner guidance and starting to to trust the different messages which i could barely hear at first since i had really um dismissed them for so long but really just like any relationships you know the more you call <laughs> the more the more the deeper the relationship will get, right? And the good thing about the body is that it doesn't hold grudges. So really um, deepen that relationship with my own body and inner guidance and intuition to the point of where a wild pregnancy really felt like the safest option for me because I knew that I could trust my body and my connection with my body and with my baby growing inside of my body. And it was a beautiful, wild pregnancy. And of course, there were moments of doubts and fears and a lot of letting go that had to happen leading up to the free birth. Um, but deep down, there was this knowing that this was my path and this, that this baby was showing me the way to, to just become even more intimate with my body and myself. And last December, had a beautiful free birth at home. Didn't even have a doula. It was just me, my partner, and our two kids. It was. Uh, it started during the day, and uh, when it was time for supper, I, the, I got into active, the active part of the labor, and I retreated downstairs. Uh, to be more quiet and in the dark with some candles and fire in the fireplace and some music in my ears while all of them were having a supper. And then it was bedtime for them. My partner was taking care of all of that and I was by myself this, that whole time. And then right when, after he put the kids to bed, I started moving into the transitioning into the pushing phase and having some doubts like do I really I, I never never doubted that I was going to birth at home but I was like do I really know what position to be in and just started doubting myself and that's at that point that my partner uh, was available to come and be with me and I just said I don't know 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 and then he just said you know you know you know and repeated that and like okay I know and moved into the pushing and I reward 
my baby out into my own hands and this was such a powerful moment the bliss uh the smile on my face which i i can see because we have a little uh, recording of it which my partner did um without my knowing but i had given him permission if it felt right and that i wouldn't see him do it that he could do that and i'm glad because my god that smile that smile of triumph and victory and me being in my full power is worth everything (laughs) and then two minutes after the kids were upstairs and of course they were they didn't go to sleep because they could hear me roar downstairs and after a couple of minutes of me and my partner meeting our baby girl i just called them and they came and welcomed their new little sister and with that whole like we're all on that cloud of oxytocin just felt like it wove our family in a whole new way deeper way and richer way and ah, just so beautiful so yeah baby rose is now four months She's sleeping in the baby carrier as I'm recording this. And I'm so, so grateful for everything she's taught me and the path that she guided me on because she told me that she chose me uh, for that reason, for, for me to embark on that journey. And yeah, I'm so, so grateful. And it has had already in those short four months or had a ripple effect on so many different areas of my life and i'm so excited to see where else it will lead me i am just stepping into my own power in a whole new way thanks to that whole experience so that's it have a beautiful rest of your day remember to nourish your body mind heart and soul and remember that and know that you are safe, you are enough, and you are loved. Mama Ro-